If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dr. Shonda and Chanel, and you're listening to the Double Dose Podcast, y'all. We are so excited to be back with you for another week. Yes, I'm Chanel, and I'm Dr. Shonda, and we are Double Portion. Y'all, it has been a journey since the last time you heard from us. Listen, we've been doing some amazing things. We've been on the move, but before we go into that, make sure that you tune into our podcast by way of however you listen to podcasts, whether that be through iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, if you name it, we're on it, okay? Make sure that you also like, comment, share, and subscribe, and while you're listening, be sure to take a screenshot and post it on your story. In the story, make sure y'all tag us too, Chanel, right? Yep. Chanel, right, on Instagram. So make sure y'all tag us. Y'all, it has been amazing. So yes. what's our first so what segment? What have you been up to? Our first segment is what? The catch-up? The catch-up. Okay, all right. So, yeah, so you talk first about what you've been up to, then I go into mine. So my biggest thing, the thing that's been on my radar, the reason why you all have not seen me for a couple of weeks, whether it be through this podcast my personal podcast, the Success Playbook Podcast, or even on my social media, is because I've been 1,000% leaned into this big opportunity, this major opportunity, this unique opportunity that I've had. What's the opportunity? So, <laughs> I was asked by TED Talk to deliver a speech. So, yes, I was featured on TED Talk. Um, it was last Thursday we did the recording. It was in an audience, uh, or I had a live audience, and that from that, uh, live audience segment, they'll uh, create some sort of YouTube content. The YouTube content will be uploaded onto the TED Talk YouTube page. Guys, those speeches get like millions of views. Some of them get hundreds of thousands of views. Yes. So for me, for them to ask me, first of all, for me to be on their radar for a couple of years now, and then for them to finally ask me to do this, um, it's been amazing. So yes, I did take a step back from social media, from podcasts, from everything. Um, it's not because I didn't want to show up for you all, but it's because I had this really big, huge, and important opportunity to prepare for. Um, but now I'm back, baby. So <laughs> that's been that's been what I've been up to. What about you, Sean? But look, so we're gonna pause right there because I think one thing that as creatives, sometimes we don't give ourselves enough grace mm. to take breaks when we need to. Do you take breaks? So usually it's like a force, mm. right? It's a force. Sometimes you even tell me, like, Shana, you should probably, like, take a step away from this for some time. But I think that it's, it may, it's so hard, though, especially as a creative. Your nature is to create. Yeah. My nature is to host a podcast. My nature is to put out content. My nature is to, you know, put out, you know, this thing and that thing and the third thing or whatever. So as creatives, like, I think that we should give ourselves more permission to take breaks. I was listening to another podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, um, See The Thing Is, and the host Mandy was saying, and I love her, but she was saying, like, you don't get to take breaks when you're an entrepreneur, you know, especially when you're first starting this, you can't afford to take breaks from the podcast, that's why I'm burnt out, that's why I'm this, that, and third, and I could not disagree with that more. What's your thoughts on that? So, I agree, especially as someone with a nine-to-five, like, I work during the day, and someone with a personal brand, 
and someone who like you know has all these other projects going on um it's like you feel obligated to show up in every area but when on my in my nine to five i'm in football season right now so i know that for a fact some of my other projects are going to start to slow down and sometimes you know you can't start to feel bad for it but if you got to just be strategic you have to know like okay Around this time of year, this is going to be my content-heavy time of year. Mm-hmm. Around this time of year, yes, it's going to slow down a little bit. I'll still show up, but it'll be slowed down. And some people will try to make you feel bad for that, you know, whether it be, you know, the audience or whatever, them asking, hey, where you been at? Or maybe, like, you have a business partner <laughs> or something like that. Uh, did I make you feel bad? <laughs> I yeah. think I supported you in, in taking breaks. <laughs> um, but, but, no, seriously, I think that, as creatives, we, we really have to give ourselves more permission to tell ourselves it's okay 1,000%. to take a break. 1,000%. But, 1,000%. But what have you been up to? Listen, I just got back from the A. Shout out to Atlanta, home of, what's the name? The Falcons. Falcons. Atlanta, where the players play. Yeah, so home of the Falcons. I thought I was going to meet a Falcon while I was out there, but no. They're, we're in football season. They're not in the streets. Oh, okay. Well, what's their football team? They're preparing. What's the Falcons? Oh, wait. What's their basketball team? The Heat. Yeah. So I, no, I thought the Heat was Oh, I'm girl. No, you're done. You're done. She's fired. She's no longer. She's no longer in the sports. Ask about me. I'm not done. She's no longer in the sports industry, y'all. She's, I don't know what she's talking about. Um, but yeah, so I was in Atlanta. Uh, I had a really dope opportunity. So if you all know, September is Suicide Prevention Month, and it was amazing to have been invited by Shanti Daz, the uh, the owner, the founder of Silence the Shame nonprofit. And so she has a nonprofit where she has so many people come together, and we had this huge event in Atlanta regarding suicide prevention. I uh, facilitated myself, Shanti, as well as the recording artist, Mona Leo, who was recently on Wild and Out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all did a fireside chat on suicide prevention and it was really dope. So she was telling her story and I was kind of there as the professional kind of putting things in the context in terms of suicide prevention. It was amazing. Monalea is so sweet. She's going to be on my podcast soon. Taylor Dr. That. Shonda. Um, but it was dope. And Shanti is just an amazing person. I love that. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. And I got to get up with so many of my Atlanta friends. Um, my best friend is in Atlanta. I got up with uh, a few of my friends in ministry that have churches out there. Um, so many bro, Joseph Foster, shout out to Prophet Joseph Foster. Yes, yes, our bro was out there. Like so many people, I was able to connect with, and I love those connections and being yeah. able to foster them. Same here. All right, you ready to pivot? Let's do it. Okay, so now we're going to pivot into the double take. So what the double take is is it is our show concept in which we will introduce a segment, a topic. And we know we're twins. However, we have two different brains, two different minds, two different opinions. I don't think people know that, though, that we have two different brains. People probably think that we just think the same. Y'all, yeah, a lot of people think y'all know one way that you could tell, like, we're completely different. <laughs> different personalities. Like the nails. Yes. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do your nails say about you? My nails say that I'm an entrepreneur and I make my own decisions. And what do my nails say about me? That you're a businesswoman who cares a lot about her job. And my reputation. <laughs> but the red, like, what is that? I got a little spice in me. Uh, no. Red red nails always gave me Jezebel. I don't know why. 
Yeah, all the spice. Stop spice. World, stop it. We're not just about the spice. Like, okay, what else? I don't know, Jesse, but so we are talking. The show segment. Yes. The double, um, take. the double take. So today's topic is one set of twins, two different perspectives. Let's get into it. Two different opinions. Uh, Honky Honky Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> what did you just say? Honk for Jesus. <laughs> what did you say? Honky <laughs> Jesus. Honky Jesus. Honking for Jesus. Honk for Jesus. Honk for Jesus. Honk for Jesus save your soul. It's a honk for the full title of this ministry. And so, what's the show about? What's this movie? The, the movie, it, you can explain it more. So, okay, so Honk for Jesus is a movie. She came out talking about, let's watch the Honk for Jesus. And I'm like, what is that? First of all, it was like a, it's a mainstream movie. It's not just on streaming networks. Like, it's in theaters. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know what this was until you talked about it. I didn't see no advertisement about it or anything. See, I saw all the advertisement. And I, it was on, like, podcast. Like, I listened to a lot of podcasts. They had a lot of advertisements, too, for um, Honk for Jesus. But not on my podcasts. We have different tastes in podcasts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So, Home for Jesus. So, it's basically starring Regina. We just want to call her Regina because I can't remember if it's Hall or Hill, Hall, King. One of them. Regina. Regina. Yeah. Um, so, Regina and the other dude. I forgot his name. But he's an actor too. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, so two amazing actors. They are pastor, first lady. And basically, the synopsis is, uh, oh, directed by Jordan Peele. Or Will Packer, Jordan Peele. Um, and so you know, basically the synopsis is there are two church leaders of a mega church of 25,000 congregants. Uh, unfortunately, they encountered some sort of scandal a couple years so ago, resulting in the closing of their church. So uh, and then the movie is shot like a documentary. You good? <laughs> Blessed Jesus. Come on out, Satan. Oh, Come on out. <laughs> Come on out. <laughs> Loser. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. I hate when I do that. Anytime somebody don't sneeze around me, um, next, because you have no power. <laughs> but she just said she got the Jezebel. So that's what that was. <laughs> It's like, who said that? I, I saw people in the church or people like people in general. 
So people not in church? Some in church, some out of, some out of church. So I feel like some movies are for like church culture and some aren't. Yeah. Like some things people will not get. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, church of laugh. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like things that are posted, only the church will get that. Mm-hmm. I hate when like people who are not necessarily like really in the church, they come in and they don't really get it or they comment on it mm-hmm. because it's not for them. It's not their content. It's not right. the kind of content that's made for them. So you feel as though those who have that perspective of like, oh, it's not that great, they probably just aren't a part of the culture. Exactly. The church culture. Yeah. I, I agree with that, you know. Like I, I feel as though like if you're in this industry and you understand like what what's going on. The things that were folded, yeah, it was like, yo, this is kind of dark a little yeah. bit. Like, like, so, okay, so let's give our synopsis, starting from the top. Let's um, grade the actors. Like, how would you say that they did? Um, I think, especially Gina, yo, Gigi, she murdered this, okay? She did so well. She did so well. She studied somebody. Yes. As a first lady. She studied somebody in the pew when the little girl um, got the Holy Ghost in the church service and her, like, stretching her hand. and Like, I was like, okay, somebody from church made this movie and Gigi studied somebody from church. But, so, I think they did. They they studied that. But I feel like those are the church antics that people typically mimic. So, I I don't feel like that's what made her a great actor in this. I think what made her like a, a, an amazing actor in this is the fact that she was able to embody and, and exhibit the discomfort that she felt as a first lady. You didn't let me get to that part yet. Well, we we, we get in there. Can you ride with me? Okay. Okay. All right. You in the passenger seat. Put your seatbelt on. Okay. So, so the fact that she was able to exhibit the discomfort that she felt when her husband was uh, showing his emotion. Right, so there was a particular scene where they were in the, the like the foyer, the vestibule of the church, and he was basically talking about his deacon, saying why he had to let them go, and he was getting like he was in his bag about it. Right, and she was like, <laughs> like she, you can tell, like she was trying her best to cover the man of God, see, that's also being embarrassed yeah. and feeling her own emotions about it. Yeah. Like she felt all of that. So I wouldn't say that it was like a, I didn't get this from her, like a sense of like being uncomfortable or whatever. I got that she went out of her way to cover him because like when she, when he would be on screen and he would crack too many jokes or whatever, she would be the one to say, okay, come on, come on. Like try to bring him along and to get him back on track. So that was literally the synopsis of the whole movie. It was her covering him as the pastor, like, and she's the first lady. Yes. Making sure that, you know, she has his back. What happened to my candle? I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a candle person. Vanilla pumpkin was the scent, but somebody scratched it. What happened? Who was scratching? I don't know. But anyway, um, we saw this manifested, and I had to watch the movie twice. We saw this manifested. When she was in the streets doing the Hunt for Jesus campaign. Yes. She was supporting her man in the streets. Outside with heels on. But look, she was outside with heels on. And her man, it was one particular part where they were doing the campaign. He was like somewhere near the church practicing his sermon. He was, yes, he was practicing his sermon, uh, repeating lines to himself, like in his own world, trying to figure out like, in a very selfish way, trying to figure out how he was going to like present himself back to the people, but she was on the front line doing the dirty work. Mm-hmm. And in that moment was when she was being attacked, verbally attacked by homegirl yeah. who was saying, "You and your husband is nasty." Blah blah blah. 
And I think that was, yes, he was back there practicing. And I thought that moment was so metaphorical, Chanel. Yeah, what what did it mean? Because I really feel like it really personified how black women of the church, especially like first ladies, like we're expected to to take the brunt of all the pain. We're expected to take the the ridicule. We're expected to take, you know, all the, you know, everything for, for the church, for the sake of the church, right? And sometimes they don't always feel backed by their husband. Mm-hmm. not feeling as though they have the support of their man. And so, and, and I think that was just so, that I, it was amazing how they brought that out because homegirl was cursing her out. Like, and she, she was she just sitting there she eventually it. started cursing She back. eventually started cursing back, but she was, she was just taking it yeah. in that moment. That was, that was profound to me, how they, they kind of exemplified that. So, yeah. What else? Um, the biggest thing for me was I kept hearing the comparison between this situation and, you know, the big church scandal that happened several years ago. We were kids. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to speak on that or I don't, we don't got to drop names, but yeah, I don't want to drop names. Yeah. But I, I will say, I think the producers did their homework because it definitely yeah. resembles that a lot. It, it didn't resemble it. It mirrored it. Yeah, it did. It, it mirrored it. For sure. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I brought it up. So yeah, so it, it definitely mirrored it. And I feel as though, number one, if I was that person in their family, I would want to check, like, y'all going to run me my check for basing something off of my family's life. Number one. Um, number two, um again, like I'll just say they did their homework because right. everything that happened in that situation basically happened in the movie. Right. Um. Yeah, I think it's I think it's borderline sad too. Like, I didn't get the comedy part of the movie. I just saw people. Yeah, they had their goofy moments. Like, it was cool where they were in the car and they were doing their rap, the rap song or whatever. Um, but I didn't get the comedy. Like, because to me, that chapter of the church was never closed. Mm-hmm. Like, it was never addressed. Like, we never really got closure yeah. of a sense so it's like now we have this movie that's talking about it and kind of reopening that womb you know mm-hmm. and particularly again for me it's hard uh for me to witness the world cover church topics yeah like because yeah i don't know it's just it's, it's two different dynamics so would you have a different perspective if this was produced and directed by somebody like a a Jake's or a Devon Franklin or you know somebody who's who who's good at like producing movies but who's also in the Christian world. Um, I mean, yeah, perhaps. But I heard these two. There were it was a set of twins. I'm telling you. Um, they I don't know if they did the the big producing, but they had a really big hand in uh, creating this film, and they were raised in the church. Wow. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to do more research on that. Um, but I I think that might also kind of makes sense, make more sense as to right. why it definitely mirrored the, the black church experience yeah. and some of the things that we, we see mm-hmm. in our churches. Um, also, I, I think it was just so heartbreaking to see how Regina, I forgot her name, Trinity. Trinity in the movie, okay. the first lady, the first lady, Gina, uh-huh. Gigi. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she literally like, was losing aspects of herself in order to continue to show up as this first lady. Okay. And yeah, it was just so heartbreaking to watch. What do you mean? So I fell asleep, like I want to say that way. It was a good movie, 
but it wasn't like stay awake. Yeah. So like, okay. So even the honk for Jesus scene where she like he made her put that the white face on and start miming or whatever. She didn't want to do that, but she was giving up parts of her identity. Did you see that part? No. Yeah, she was. Sis was miming. Yes. yes to never would have made it. What? Yes. That is funny. <laughs> and shout out to all the the uh, gospel artists that got placed in this movie because they had some like dope songs in the the movie. Like they had some Fred Hammond in there. Um, they had Martin Staff. They had some Travis Green placed in that movie. Yes. It was dope. It was dope. Um, another concept in the movie that I wanted to address this this uh, feud between the oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, between, what was their last name? The Childs. I don't know. The Pastor Childs and the the younger pastors. Yeah, Pastor and Pastor. They called them Pastor and Pastor. Yeah. Yeah, and it was amazing, like, the difference between the two. Yeah, Uh, the biggest difference to me was the fact that who was this? Gigi and her husband, Gina? Gigi and her husband. Gigi was a first lady. Her husband was a pastor. But they kept placing emphasis on the younger pastors, them both being pastors. Mm-hmm. And that she's not, you know, just a first lady. Not saying it's just, like, it's not significant. Just but like ministry, yeah. That they're, you know, both in leadership. And they're, they, they're taking this more progressive approach in running the church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, like, even the way they were preaching, like, they were tag team preaching. I did not see that. Yeah, like, they... they like preach together. What? Yeah, it, it's, it, it, it was given like new age, dark church, like smokes, lights, all that stuff. Yeah. And that was the, the church that everybody was gravitating toward, the new church that everybody was gravitating toward. Yeah. Dark and church, for those of y'all who don't know, they're the ones who turn out the lights and they got smoke and stuff and they seem like this. <laughs> yes. But so so even um that particular church though a lot of their membership went there right and so Pastor Childs and them was like they're so young they're gonna take all of our membership right I feel like that's an unspoken beef that exists in today's church but church the thing world. is why though I know it shouldn't I know like it it really and it it definitely is but it. I mean, it's, it's present, but it shouldn't be. Why do you say it shouldn't? So, number one, well, really the only reason, the the Holy Spirit doesn't have an age. Right, exactly. I know one of the best examples, or some of the best examples I can give is, like, our parents mm-hmm. who have a multi-generational church because they embody the Holy Ghost. Exactly. Like, they, they have the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, it's not like a millennial church, not knocking it, but it's not a teenage church. It's not an old folks church. No, this is a family church. A yeah. Family family. I would even say, like, with a great Wait, example I like to use is Mother Furlough. I was about to say that. Really? Mother Furlough, yes. Mother Furlough went home to be with the Lord a few weeks ago. Yes. She had her home home service. Shout out to Mother Furlough. Um, but literally, like, her Holy Ghost, her ministry... Everything that she exudes attracts every age, every generation. Like, it's to the point where, yes, you got the, you know, the other mothers that gravitate towards Mother Furlow. Then you got your younger folks and stuff, people our age. And then it was a point where, I don't know if you remember, we had college students that was driving up or even um, we used to send the van down there to Mm -hmm. Dell State. State, And they used to bring them up. 
And the Dell State students used to gravitate toward Mother Frodo. Yes, everybody used to love Mother Frodo. Yeah. And that's because of the anointing doesn't have an age. Anointing does not have an age. So you should not be in competition with somebody like, oh, they're younger than me. Right. They're going to have this population. No, right. you got the real spirit of God. People will be gravitating Exactly. And you don't need to have viral illustrations on spiritual words to attract the younger audience yeah. or whatever. Like, the Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost. Anointing is anointing. And also, um... This and just think about Mother Furlough, it brought up a, a situation to my remembrance. Our cousin, who's like our age, came to church after years of I'm not even gonna say his name was Pablo. Oh, yeah, 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 but yeah. after years of not being in church, he came to I'm not gonna say years of not being in church, but he's not like a frequent like church oh, every right. Sunday. Yeah. And so he came to church, bam, Mother Furlough gave him a word, spot on, uh, was saying things exactly what he said, and he was shook. Yeah. He was like, yo, who is that lady? Is she a witch? Like, why is she like <laughs> And then we had to explain to him, like, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how yeah. that works or whatever. But that's just another testament as to how, like, you, it, it doesn't have an age limit mm-hmm. as to who you can reach. It's literally about the gifts of the Spirit. It's about the gifts and the anointing. That's it. That's it. I don't, you can wear the, the, pad, the, the new pastors had on the bands and the socks and yep. they had the new clothes. This had the knotless braids. You could do all of that. And not have the spirit of God and be fruitless. Yes. Produce nothing. Produce nothing. Yeah, they might gravitate towards you. Get up there. You can be charismatic. You can be charismatic. Charismatic, yeah. You're going to get a crowd with charismatic, but you're not going to keep them. They're not going to grow with charisma. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So, honking for Jesus, honk for Jesus, (laughs) honk for Jesus was, I I think it, it gave a lot of think pieces. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you convinced me to go back and watch it because I don't, I never finished it. So how are we talking about it? How did you how are we talking about it? It's a great movie, I promise y'all. Great movie. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so that was Home for Jesus. I'm sure there are so many different things that uh we could point out, but it, it was dope. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, y'all. So all right, what's next on our agenda? Um same double take. The woman got selling fifteen hundred dollar clothes. Okay. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay, okay. What's your thoughts? Um, I somebody had wrote the same sentiments that I was about to say, but they was like, <laughs> whether you agree with the price or not, none of y'all gonna say none of this to Doctor Juanita Biden's face. And I agree okay. with it. Y'all, y'all be some internet gangsters. Y'all be some internet gangsters for real. Yes. Um, that's number one. Number two, I have a program that's launching in about a month. Yep. Ten slots open. Twelve hundred dollars to work with me for ten weeks. Very, very comparable to what Juanita Bynum is doing. Granted, it's not prayer focused, but if you want to work with me, you're going to pay that money up front. I have I have a program that's opening in about a month or so on personal branding. And it's going to be a few hundred dollars. But look, the, the thing is... To have a conversation with me, a goal-setting conversation with me is a, not a thousand, but about six hundred, seven hundred. And people pay that, right? Yes. People pay for your expertise. If you want to find somebody else, that's fine. And half of y'all don't know how to pray, so y'all need the course. Right, pray Father God. Oh, I'll say Father God. Father God, we thank Father God, Father God. I'm a Father Godder. All right, you can be a Father Godder, but have the the questions. Right, and that's what I'm explaining to somebody. There are people 
who are who know how to strategically pray yes and for get, certain things right and there are different types of prayer different types of prayer people can function in different realms of the spirit yes for, in, in terms of like how they pray exactly my dad is like one of the goats of prayer the goat point blank period yes. and if he were to say i want to charge this month for a prayer course i'll be like go ahead dad yep. it should be more and i'll push it i'll push it too yes and i think that we gotta get out of this mindset that everything should be free i don't function like that i don't either and them thinking that people in the church things should be free among people in the church yeah not like god's men and women why do they always get the short end of the stick why are they expected to not charge for their expertise it's it's ridiculous but and it's not even that like if you Listen, charge what you charge, but it's the fact that, like, you labor and sow exactly. weekly for free, and then folks get mad because you charge you know, this amount of price for right. a course. And I also was saying, y'all wouldn't have this same problem if it was like a Paul the White or, or somebody who's unmelanated doing this. They wouldn't have the same issue. I think it's because Juanita Bynum is a black woman setting her price and her values that people have a problem with. And sis got the value. Okay, she's been in the game for a minute. And she knows what she's doing. Exactly. So leave her alone and pay the fifteen hundred. So we agree. I paid yes, I paid about that much for courses. I guess folks are saying like, Oh, you're charging this much for prayer, you're charging this much for prayer. You need to already know how to pray. I promise you, all y'all in the comments do not know how to pray like on my need And I promise you. And when I said that to somebody, they were like, Well, it's not the antics, it's not and it's not even about the antics. People don't know how to do simple things like praying scripture. Yep. People don't like like uh, applying the word of God to your prayers. Like it's it's more it's more nuanced than that. Um, and, and so that's why like having a you know discernment. Maybe this course is not for you, and that's totally okay. okay. But I don't think that we should be knocking somebody for setting their price and charging what they want to charge. And also, this is supposed to be I heard this is supposed to be the start of her like ministry school. Like a certificate or like, like an actual ministry school. So, I love that. Yeah, so she I, deserves that. I don't know. I say, like, if you don't got the money, that's fine. Move on. Exactly. You can keep getting in the, the free prayers. I think she yeah, has that. The, the morning prayers that she yeah. has, like, all that stuff is good. But if you want to go deeper, there should be some sort of cost. Exactly. So there should be an investment, maybe. Investment is what we're going to call it. Investment. All right, so I think that was it. I think that was it. Um, how can the people hear from us? Well, you can follow me directly at Chanel S. Reynolds or visit www.chanelsreynolds.com slash books to cop one of my books. And you can contact me at Cajun Dr. Shonda on the podcast as well as on Instagram, as well as on YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, make sure that you guys follow me. You can also find Double Portion or Shonda.n.chanel on Instagram. And make sure y'all put this episode in yes. the story of your Instagram and everywhere else you have. I forgot to mention my podcast. I'm sorry, the Success Playbook Podcast. If you have trouble finding it, click the link in my IG bio. Hey. All right, that's a wrap, y'all. Tune in next time to the, the Double, Double Dose, Dose podcast. podcast. Bye. <laughs> Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.